0: Blog Talk Radio. 10 Radio. I am your host, Angelon. And today is Self Care Sunday. So I'm so excited because there's nothing better than taking care of yourself. As we always say, we quote the cliche, you cannot pour from an empty cup. So Self Care Sunday always comes right on time. So we are going to enjoy our conversation today, just kind of um talking about The self care experience and just how do we do it? Why do we need it? Why is it even important? So, today we are going to look at a couple of our articles. I did a little bit of research on um, psychology today and just on the topic of self love, looked it up in the dictionary. So, we just want to bring a positive perspective as. We always do on our channel, just a positive perspective into our lives. Our goal is to be our best selves, to be the best me, to be the best you, and hopefully you will acquire some positive steps in order to get there through this podcast. So thank you for joining us. First of all, what is self-love? When I looked it up in the dictionary and I put in self-love, you know, a lot of things come up on Google. Um, so I guess, I don't know, I'm saying the dictionary, but I did say, I did have it on Google. Um, but you know, it took me to some other places like the Merriam-Webster and it just kind of, uh, self-love and the Merriam-Webster said self-love is kind of looked at as a moral flaw, um, of vanity or selfishness. Um, the one that I kind of drew towards for the topic for self-care today is actually from the dictionary as a noun, and it's just regarding yourself, one's own well-being and happiness. So I really like that one a lot better than it being declared like something selfish or vain because I think you can exercise self-love without it being Something negative. I don't think that loving yourself and appreciating yourself and feeling good about yourself means that you're a conceited person or you're vain or that you're only thinking of yourself because, again, you know, it's not selfish to take care of yourself, and that's what self-love is. You're taking care of yourself, and I don't think there's any shame in that. So I'm just going to encourage, you know, people to look at it from that perspective as a noun. Just having a, a regard for your own self-being and your own happiness. So, self-love it requires self-compassion, you know. And the self-compassion meaning you're not judging yourself, you're not punishing yourself for any past mistakes or anything that didn't go right in your life or something that um, maybe you did or you didn't do it's really not looking at those those aspects of your life um in that manner. we are looking at more so the just how you feel about yourself so the benefits of self love they kind of go into a healthy outlook, so there's a healthy balance of how you love yourself. Again, it's not looking at being vain or conceited or selfish. So, the benefits of self-love using self-compassion includes being able to bounce back in a healthy way from adversity, being able to have a positive outlook on your life situations and the experiences that you've gone through, being more likely to adopt healthy habits into your life and experience less mental health crises. So it's not to say that these things won't happen to you or that you won't experience depression or you won't experience anxiety or if you have a Mental illness that runs in your family—that you'll never get it because you're full of love for yourself or happy. It doesn't mean that. It just means that you'll be able to bounce back from that. You'll be able to be like, okay, I'm I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling depressed or I'm feeling um, a symptom of some other kind of mental illness or adversity or whatever the situation is. Maybe you're surrounded by a lot of negative people. You'll be able to acknowledge that and look at okay. Let me develop some healthy habits. Let me develop some healthy boundaries. Let me separate myself, and let me look for more positive people to surround myself with, or more positive experiences to pursue. So you're really it's really a it's a mindset, and it's uh, an action, and it's ongoing. Like you can't exercise self love one time and think oh. I'm done. I don't have to do it anymore. You really do have to practice self-love on a regular basis because life challenges us. It challenges us to, it tests us every day. Um, it challenges us to always be growing, always be learning. I think we talked about that before when we had a guest, um, Mitchell um, Levy, and just kind of talked about how our always growing experiences Happen, and things happen every day, our life gives us a op gives us an opportunity to grow and learn and we don't stop with self love we don't we can't say oh I've been there because there may be moments where you feel like you're on top of the world and you're experiencing self love self self compassion, but then tragedy occurs, or something negative. Happens in your life, or you just have a terrible run of bad days, or maybe something you know health wise has happened that's caused you to be sick and it's just you know just a negative prognosis about your situation and your life and your health, those things can tear us down. but if you're able to accept things for how they are, but not beat yourself up over it and not um, judge yourself and not feel like you hate yourself and not feeling like you're not worthy of being loved or being treated well, of being healthy, of um, growing and learning, then you you just want to be able to be in that good place because when you aren't you're not practicing self-love, and that—that's the challenge. Self-love is a continuous practice. So, speaking of that, you know, we are just talking about self-compassion. You know, self-compassion, like you know how you're compassionate towards others, and you try to see things from their perspective, and feel for them and, you know, you try to encourage them and support them. Those are things we do to, for our friends, right, especially our close family, our close friends. We try to encourage them. If they really care about somebody, you're not beating up on them or jumping on their bandwagon. You know, sometimes people, you know, they get down. We all do, you know, say things about ourselves like, that was stupid, or, girl, you shouldn't own, that wasn't going to happen for you, or you don't deserve it. Or, you know, we kind of talk ourselves out of – receiving the things that we should have, like our worth or our, the things that we do deserve or just, you know, everyone deserves some level of happiness. Every, every Everyone deserves a high level of ha- happiness. It's just sometimes uh, life circum- circumstances, they're different for everyone and they're hard to, you know, achieve at the same level, but you can at some point, reach a level of happiness, no matter how big or small it may be, that you will still love yourself even amidst your adversity or your tragedy or your negative life situation. So it is important that as much as we have compassion for others, we have self-compassion, and it's very hard to do. It's hard to do when you make mistakes constantly, Um, when you make decisions that are not um, fruitful for your life, when you are constantly maybe being told by someone else that you're not worthy, you're not good enough, you're not doing enough, you're not smart enough, you're not beautiful enough, you um, have to stay at a certain level, um, someone who's kind of limiting your... um, Achievements for limiting how far you can go in life. You know, it's worth it. It's worth it to develop self-compassion so that you don't adopt what outside energy is bringing onto you. Because if we adopt what the negative things that people are saying, and we don't forgive ourselves, and we don't be, we are not kind to ourselves, we hate ourselves then we'll start to act on that and if you act like that, people will see, Oh, okay, she don't care about herself or he doesn't care about himself I would treat him the same way, you know, they're going to treat you in that way and it'll be just a cycle and you will feel negative about yourself again because it'd be like, see, I knew I didn't deserve it. I knew this person, you know, didn't um think that I meant much to them and so they treated me bad and I deserve that and no, no, we have to be kind to ourselves. We have to forgive ourselves. We have to encourage ourselves and be supportive of ourselves as we would with our loved ones. So, yes, it includes being honest and being aware of ourselves. And you know that cliche that we first have to acknowledge our problem in order to move forward and address our problem. So loving yourself goes far beyond liking yourself. You know we have to have that self compassion, but you also have to have times where you actually like yourself um and it's funny because I believe we all like ourselves for certain moments in our lives, and this is something that I kind of read about on psychology today. I thought it was pretty interesting. it was actually an article in regards to self love and after reading it, I looked at some of the things that they pointed out, and I agree. I think we do like ourselves in um, the very highest of regard when we feel like we are looking our best, when we put on our favorite outfit, or, you know, it can change your attitude. It can improve your attitude. When you get your hair done, it can improve your attitude. When you get compliments, it can improve your attitude. When you're... Put on that makeup, the lipstick, or your favorite earrings, or something like that. That can improve your attitude. You just tend to like yourself. You're like, oh, I like myself. I'm looking good, feeling good, which is great. You know, of course, that's wonderful. But we have to consider the fact that, you know, when you're not getting those compliments, do you still like yourself? Do you still love yourself? Are you looking like, I'm not getting compliments because I'm not attractive or I'm not getting. Um, I'm not getting the things that I want out of life because I don't deserve it. You know, we tend to like ourselves when our accomplishments are acknowledged by other people or when we're able to obtain something or when we are helping other people. We tend to like ourselves at those moments. But then when life hits you, you're you're one of your biggest, your own biggest crit- critic, And we can become very harsh towards ourselves, and, um, you know, professionals call it our inner critic, and it's when we tend to manifest those negative thoughts and negative messages about ourselves. And in turn, we end up judging ourselves and punishing ourselves and coming down on ourselves even harder internally, causing a lot of, you know, turmoil. And we can even produce more anxiety and go into a depression or, you know, develop deeper um, issues. So as we continue the conversation, I know that the live broadcast will probably end at this point soon, but we will be continuing the conversation in the podcast if you download it a little um, in about maybe give it like a half an hour. So we're going to just going to continue because I have eight steps. From a website that I thought was pretty cool To improve your relationship And it's the infograph that I found on Pinterest And I just hope that you'll be able to join us As we continue to talk about it So to go on with it We're just ch- talking about that inner critic And when it manifests into the negative thoughts and messages How we end up damaging our own um, internal talk to ourselves just our our own mindset and outlook on ourselves and how it causes more anxiety and causes more depression and we just have to be really careful with that um, because it does influence how others perceive us because how we feel on the out on the inside will project on the outside so we have an impact on ourselves when we do those things and it can impact our life So it can be a negative or a positive result From our, our life So you may want to start Adopting more positive Affirmations, more positive things Into your self-talk So that you can accept yourself Appreciate yourself and love yourself So going into the eight steps To improve your relationship with yourself These are the Self-love um, Tips that we wanted to share today Hopefully you're able to still join us. I know the live broadcast went off, but um, the first one is to open your mind. You need to read more, listen more, and read even more. And like I said, I was just doing research on self-love around the Internet and just found a few articles from different places. And I think there's a lot more, a plethora of of, uh, volumes of more articles and self-help books and videos and, you know, workshops and just, you know, just learn more, open your mind, just be willing to do more, be receptive to the new concepts and ideas on living your life. Um, Lately, I will say for myself, personally, I've been looking into minimalism, like I can't 100% say that I'm all the way there or that I'm about to do it any moment, but Just to open my mind of I can have a cleaner, sharper, um, just space around me, um, organization for myself if I practice a little bit of minimalism. Now, I'm coming from a spot where I'm very sentimental if you know me personally, I have like loads and loads of pictures. My family, if you know my family, my mother was a photographer and she for years took pictures of every family event that she was at. So we have loads and loads of pictures and I have loads and loads of pictures that I have to put in albums now that are of the family just throughout the years from the 70s on up and just so many pictures. But the thing is, I'm coming from that mindset, and to be a minimalist, you have to, like, be okay with not having all that stuff, maybe upload it to a cloud or something like that. Anyways, my point is I'm going from holding on to everything for sentimental reasons to wanting to minimize the things that I have in my house or that I'm hanging on to. So, you know, it's going to take a paradigm shift, but at the same time, I'm open to it. You know, I'm opening my mind. I'm looking at, you know, all kinds of different things, you know, how your temperament is. And I really am intrigued by some self help things on resilience and just building your life after trauma. And, you know, I'm just really interested in those things. So open your mind, read, listen, and read some more, attend some workshops and things like that. Number two, forgive yourself. There are so many things that we may have done or may have experienced that, or we allowed ourselves to go through or um, a certain way we've allowed ourselves to be treated, we need to forgive ourselves. It's okay. You did the best that you could with what you knew at the time, and you have to forgive yourself for old mistakes, for past mistakes, and you need to move forward. So these are the things that the article is saying, and I totally agree with it. Um, It's a process, like I said, self-love is not something you do once and you're done or you've achieved it. It's something that's ongoing. It's always going to be something you have to work on, grow and learn, right? Number three, pamper yourself. Do something daily that feels good and is healthy for your well-being. And an example they give is taking a walk on the beach, um, Something that I enjoy doing is listen to old school music I'll turn on XM radio or something and I'll go to rock the bells radio listen to LL Cool J I like to listen to things that I listened to when I was younger I love listening to things like the group Chicago or you know some Bon Jovi or something like that Because those are the things that I remember when I was little and for me you know my childhood was peaceful and it was something that I enjoy um, going back to when I need to feel good so I'm pampering myself sometimes even pampering myself would even be like oh let me go you know talk with a um, someone I haven't talked to in a long time so I'll reach out to somebody or um, I'll do a hobby maybe I've put off like sewing or um, some crafts or something like that I do think that those are kind of pampering myself because I'm doing something I enjoy, kind of not really thinking about, um, thinking too deep into anything. Four, do a lifestyle audit. Break unhealthy habits and conditions. So you got to look at what is it working in your life, and then you have to look at how can you change it. That is one of the most important things you can do because if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, it's called insanity, and that means you're going to keep getting the same results every time. So if you want something different to happen in your life, then you need to do something different and react to it differently and change it. Number five, build your tribe. You become like the people that you are with. Bring people into your life that reflect who you are and who you would like to be. Again, this accounts to surrounding yourself with positive people. If you have some negative Nancy's or some draining Uh, People in your life That love to bring on the drama You're going to have to set your boundaries Set your limit with them And separate yourself And sometimes we we tell our children to do this in school We need to do it as well as adults We know somebody Even if we've been friends with someone someone for 20 years If they are negative or have a negative um, outlook on life or kind of bring on drama into your life all the time have you questioning your friendship, defending yourself all the time with them, then they may be someone you need to love from afar or to have in your life um, on very few occasions. So it it may be someone that's a family member or a friend. So you need to just look at what do I need to change Do I need to be around other people? And who are those other people? And just be aware of how much you're sharing of yourself to people who are negative. Because remember, misery loves company. So just be careful who you're around. Number six, meditate. Introduce some mindful living techniques into your routine. A five-minute focused meditation will focus your thoughts and emotions. I've talked about this on my blog before. I've also talked about it in podcasts before in self-care. I love the apps that they have now for mindfulness. I think they're worth looking into. My favorite is Calm. My other one is Mudica. Um, also, uh, Prayer. You cannot power of prayer. Uh it's very powerful. I've developed a habit of having like a prayer box. I think it's good for everyone to adopt um some form of um way of to keep track of your prayers. Um I had a friend, she actually started a journal and what she did was she would write her um write her concerns down, like in pencil, and then in a different colored ink or something like that, she would write uh, how God answers her prayer, kind of like a call and response kind of thing, but to herself in her journal um, in regards to just praying and meditating and just, you know, really believing that there would be a breakthrough in some of the things that have happened in her life. Number seven, use affirmations. Reprogram those negative beliefs and unhealthy thoughts by filling your mind with positive thoughts. This is a attests to what we said before about the inner critic. Talk back to the inner critic and tell the inner critic the positive things about you and overcome those negative things that Yeah, you know, you might have made a mistake, but that doesn't mean you have to judge yourself or beat yourself up or not forgive yourself or drag yourself down. You know, there's plenty of things in the world and plenty of times in the world where other people will do that for you. So you don't have to do it to yourself. Think of the positive things that have gone on in your life, healthy things that are um, in your life, and build yourself up with affirmations that support those things and support a positive mindset. Number eight. Lastly, design your life. Stop being a passenger in your life and take control. Focus on what you would like to manifest and on the power of attraction to bring it to your life. And I think, you know, I don't know how many of my listeners out there, how many of you positive steppers out there have actually ever heard of the book the secret i know some people do not are not the biggest fans of it and i i do get it but i think at the same time when you read the book to its entirety i actually didn't read it i just um well i did kind of in a way you know audible you know you could you can hear the whole book it was about i don't know like four to six hours long it's pretty long but um it was worth it you know i actually did feel like it um It just kind of reiterated things that I already kind of knew, supported things that I already kind of believed, and just uh, reminded me of things that I may have kind of not thought of in that way. So it is very helpful to just, you know what, this is what I want. This is why I believe I'm going to get it and have faith that it will come to pass. So once you talk yourself into believing that yeah you know it may have be 10, 15 years, 20 years since you know something that I asked for, but you know you have to look around along the way did you have you been making choices that would attract that into your life? Have you been believing that this whole time that that will happen for you? Have you been allowing things to to manifest so that you can go in the direction of that? situation in your life so when you think about all those things and you actually realize that oh okay you know I haven't been allowing for things to be attracted into my life as I would have hoped so that way you sometimes got to train our brain and you have to actually see it to believe it speak it upon yourself and you have to meditate on it so I I love all these eight things. I think it's a great start to practicing loving yourself. I just encourage everyone out there to do so. Um, Like I said, just a recap. Open your mind. Two, forgive yourself. Three, pamper yourself. Four, do a lifestyle audit. Five, build your tribe. Six, meditate. Seven, use affirmations. And eight, design your life with that law of attraction. So as always, Positive Steppers, thank you for tuning in. And I hope that you're able to get this full podcast today on Self-Care Sunday. And as we go into this next week, that will actually ultimately be leading into Thanksgiving week after next. We just hope that you can be the most positive person that you can be one positive step at a time. And if you have any questions or concerns or anything else you'd want us to touch base on here on PS10 Radio, Message us on Facebook, tweet us, or email us positive steps ten at yahoo dot com. Check out our website, website positive steps ten dot com, and we'll see you next week. Have a great, wonderful week. Peace.